What's up, soccer players? On this episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience, we're talking about hamstring injuries and the process it takes for a soccer player to fully rehab from that injury and return to the pitch at 100%. So hope you guys enjoy the episode. Let's start out very, very basic. Will a six-pack help me as a soccer player? Logically. Why pre-game meals are important. If you do strength training, you can generate more force on the ground. It will take you less stride to get to that ball. Until you get there, you can make that up with hard work and dedication and training. On top of it, right? So if you're a player that has little to no training history, imagine the, the gains and speed that you can get in such a short period of time because you're doing things. This is why strength training is important. I don't care how you do your strength training. I don't know some people like to go to the gym. I just wanted to double down on that really quick. The point is you have to get stronger. Hello, soccer players. Welcome to the latest episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience. It is me, your co-host, Andy, with my main man, Berg. Berg, how are you doing today, bro? I'm okay, man. I'm good. I'm chilling. You know, my team won this week. Liverpool won. You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm a little... Um, I was concerned a bit, but now I, I'm, I'm seeing the future of the squad. We got my boy Jota, who's replacing Firmino, and we got we got we got some squad. We got a little squad depth there. I was worried there for a second. Matic is coming back, you know, so I don't have to. Well, I still got to worry about the defense, but it's better than having um um and Gomez in the back by himself. So I'm excited this week, man. We good, good win. How about you, man? How you doing? Doing good, man. Life is good. Uh, working full time in the clinic now, and um, it's election season right now in the United oh, States. So we're just yes. waiting, waiting, hoping something something good happens. But oh, no. you, you mentioned gonna, you gonna something. You gonna wait a while? Man. You're gonna wait a while. Oh, we'll like before we get because <laughs> he's gonna stretch that thing into the Supreme Court, man. That's oh. gonna take like another month. By the you time this episode bomb. comes out, we'll probably have no result yet. But <laughs> anyway, um, you mentioned something really quick. I want to talk about Liverpool for a second. Um, and I, I think the reason that Liverpool will be well is because the, their players are versatile, right? So even a player like Bobby Firmino is like traditionally more of a playmaker. Now you have Jota coming in. He's up front. And like that's a different element. And then yeah, that, now that they bring like in striker, man. Yeah, yeah, like a winger striker hybrid. Then now you have Tiago right in the midfield, so you don't really need Bobby Firmino to play make. So now he's in, and now you're not going to need so much playmaking from the fullbacks either. So Trent Arnold, he can spend more time on defense. So I know we talk about versatility a lot. Yeah, I think I that was just a, a really good <laughs> point where. Players got to be versatile these days. Yeah, this if is you're not versatile, football, you're on the yeah. bench. It's modern football, man. That's how it is. The same way as basketball, too. You can't have – same. you see, you watch basketball and you watch a guy that's like seven foot two and he's not posting up. He's on the <laughs> – he's behind the people in line ready to shoot. Well, indeed. Yeah, man. It's crazy. <laughs> so, but that's how it is. Um, in modern games, now, you, you have to be able to do many things. Otherwise, um, you're, you're, you're not really you, – you're more expendable. Yep. Yep. That's a hundred percent true. But yeah. today, anyway, we're talking about hamstring injuries. Um, the, the process it takes to really mm -hmm. recover from one, um, for, for you guys out there, if you happen to have a hamstring injury right now, um, just know this isn't official medical advice because this is more, more guideline based and mm -hmm. anyone that's injured, you're going to need a, a personalized program for you. 
Um, so if you're looking for that, you can always DM me and Berg. We can, we can help you out. But um, let's start out with like what a hamstring injury is. So Berg, can you kind of just describe like uh, in, in a simple way what's happening in the muscle? Uh, basically, you, you get to a point where the, the muscle is, is, is being stretched too much as you're running and then you're trying to decelerate and that muscle has been pulled on too much and you get a little what we call strain in your in 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 your the 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 back of the back of your thigh the muscle in the back of the thigh those one that's that's kind of like strain when you when you do those typically happen really um when your legs in a lengthening position for example you're running and you're trying to like lunge to get the ball um and then uh, that little part where you're trying to like bring your leg back that's the one that kind of like you just just imagine it has like um how do i exp- how do i explain this make it to make it visual very visual for people it's just just think about it as i guess a, a muscle muscle it's a about explaining this andy but because because i'm i'm all that's come in my head is professional term trying i got to you i got you on one imagine your hamstring as a rubber band right yes and when you're sprinting that rubber band is going back and forth back and forth and for you to get to 100 percent speed what you do is you pull that rubber band back and boom you shoot it forward the the time that the or the moment that that rubber band is most vulnerable is when it's pulled back all the way right and sometimes if you pull it back a little bit too far right that rubber band might get a little bit of a tear god forbid it might it might completely snap a little bit um so that's pretty much what happens during a hamstring injury that rubber band being your hamstring stretches out a little bit too far and then you get either um, a partial damage to that muscle where there's Mm -hmm. a partial tear or god forbid a, a full tear to the hamstring they usually come with a lot of pain, um, lack of range of motion in the legs. Sometimes you get some bruising. Yeah. And then usually yeah. after, uh, the day afterwards, it's, it's hard to walk. It's hard to walk. It's hard to actually keep the legs straight. You know, going down the, up the stairs and down the stairs can be difficult. Forget about r- walking fast or even running the next day. And sometimes it can be impossible. Yeah, and it's it's tough for a player to rehab on their own from this injury because one of the, the key markers you kind of just mentioned and one of the markers that means the, the injury may be a little bit more severe is mm-hmm. not only pain with stretching and, and doing dynamic exercises, but if you have pain with walking, um, that, that's a sign you really should go see a, a professional to help you out. And you need to know that once that pain goes away, you are not healed. You are not recovered. Once the pain goes away, that pretty much means you can really get into the the more intricate portions yeah, of your the, rehab program. Yeah. I've had a couple. I don't know if you had them, Andy. I've had a couple of those. Let me tell you, when they come, they don't come at the, the right time. You know, they will come in when playoffs about to start <laughs> or in the beginning of a season when you're trying to get your groove going that's when they come yeah 
So, I mean, I, I'll, I had one. We'll talk about it a little bit earlier because I think it's, it might be a good note to, to end on. But um, in, in terms of treating hamstring injuries, we want to start, like most injuries, with a, a brief initial rest phase. Um, mm-hmm. This might be done by simply just staying at home and avoiding unnecessary movement. Um, depending on the severity of the injury, uh, it might be beneficial to wear a knee brace as well to keep the, the leg extended and lengthened uh, mm-hmm. while some of that, that scar tissue is being laid down. Um, but this initial rest period is important because your body needs time to physically get new material to fill in the part of the muscle that is damaged. And that's what happens during this rest phase. Mm-hmm. Basically, the idea is you don't want to piss it off even more because I've seen seen people have hamstring injury, but yet they were, they were trying to run because they think it's making it better. They don't even try to rest for like one, one day or two. They think trying to get back into it um, as early as possible, it's great. Now, like, now it's great that they start thinking about this really because you, you don't want to rest too much when you have those kind, any sort of like muscle strain injury. But an initial, an initial resting is essential because what you want to do is you prevent it from, from making it worse, okay? So that your body has time to like come down and send those healing factors in and getting, to, getting you to the stage where, oh, where it's going to be good for rehab. So it's important to not piss it off for like one day or two so you can start working on your rehabilitation as early as possible, that is. Yeah. And after you have that rest phase, it's it's time to start some some strengthening. Mm-hmm. Um, you can even start some of the strengthening exercises almost immediately. <clears throat> and this is important because your muscles in terms of maximum strength and, and speed that starts to drop about seven to t- 10 days after you stop working out or exercising. So let's think of this. If you have an hamstring injury on, let's say, January 1st, you have a rest period of two to three days. Now we're at January 3rd. By the time you get to January 7th, your muscles are already weaker. Uh, right? you, so you, you bring in time into it. Anytime you have an injury period, you lose mobility you lose strength. <laughs> Anytime you get an injury, yeah, you, you, you're going to lose a little bit of strength and mobility. So it's important to make sure that we try to keep that strength that we currently have, right? So in these early phases of rehab, the exercises, they might not be too difficult and you as an athlete might not be challenged by them. But the goal at this early point may not be to make you stronger, but to prevent you from losing more strength. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why a lot of these early exercises, they're, they're either isometric or, or concentric, pretty, pretty basic um, to really just make sure you maintain your strength. And on top of doing that, again, that mobility work is important because we need those hamstrings to be um, long and loose. So uh, stretching perm is going to help reorient some of those those new mm-hmm. fibers that are being laid down to go in the right direction. Yeah, well said. What I like to do is start with isometric first, just to like keep the strength in as much as possible or avoid losing more strength. It's not going to be like like you said, and it's not going to be like heavy exercise. Probably going to be boring at first, but those gentle contraction 
at the hamstring is necessary in the beginning so that you don't you don't you avoid losing more strength because you're not going to be doing because it, there's going to be a period of time where you're not going to be doing this is the period of time where you're not going to be doing like heavy exercises so you're going to lose some strength but if you start with isometric exercise first and sort of like maintain whatever you have or prevent further decline of that strength same thing with the stretching you know, you're going to, it's your, that leg's going to be kind of stiff. So you, you're going to want to, you know, kind of like pull on it a little bit so it doesn't get even stiffer, you know? And then as you start, as you start tolerating more stretching and more exercises, then you move on to like the concentric phase. And by that, what we mean is, you know, let's say you, you know, you, you lay down and you do a, a bridge, like a hip thrust. That's an up and down. That's an example of concentric. You lay down, you put your, you, you get a box in front of you and then you put your heel on the box and then you do a hip um, thrust with your leg on a box. That will target the hamstring more and then up and down, that's concentric. You do that for a little bit. And then as you get, you able to tolerate this a little bit more, then you can slowly start to move on to the, the next phase. Yeah, and this is where we, we throw in some eccentrics in there. Um, and early on in the rehab process, you may be doing a little bit of it, but towards the middle to late stages, this is where you're going to be doing a lot more. Um, and the eccentric phase is when your muscle is getting longer and it's mm -hmm. storing energy. So if we go back to yeah. that rubber band analogy from before, we're specifically strengthening that rubber band in that lengthened position, the position in which you first injured it. So um, in this eccentric phase, it's very important to make sure that all of our exercises are done in, in a very um, strength-based protocol, so not, not really too much endurance here. Um, and in this phase, we can also reintroduce running, um, yes. some, some light jogging, which is important. And you as a soccer player, this is the opportunity to – start to return to technical training, which it's a little bit tough to navigate this. Um, and it might be best to, to work with a, a coach that has a background in both performance and, and soccer training, because you can do your technical training as long as it doesn't put load, excessive load onto the hamstring. Yeah. What I, what I, I had an hamstring injury and I couldn't really sprint or even run at like 70%. But what I found out I could do, I could do, you know, just, you know, short term, like short term, I could do, you know, short distance passing, you know, like one touch, like someone will send a hard ball to me on the ground and then work on my first touch. You know, those are technical training that doesn't involve a lot of movement. You know, it's, it's just a little bit of concentration, working on your touch, you know, some you can juggle too, but I doubt that you know, people will find juggling interesting, <laughs> but it's a good way to um, get your heart rate going, especially when you can't run. Yeah. Yeah. And like this is the touch. phase on where your first touch is good. Yeah. Like when you're going back to your team, you want to make sure your touch is good. Right. Um, and this is your opportunity to reintroduce that back into your, your training program. Um, and after you work through all that, this is when we get back to sprinting, right? This is when we get back to 70, 80, 90, 100% speed. Um, and you do it in a way where you can track not only the distance of each sprint, but the total amount of distance you do throughout the training session. 
Um, yes. And this is something that's, that's important very important. To track too. Very important. Very yeah. important. I made that mistake when I had a hamstring injury and I thought I was good. And then I, I, I did a couple short sprint and I thought I was good until I, um, in a training session, I thought I was all set with the hamstring. And in the training session, they, they fed me, fed me a ball and I had to run, <laughs> had to sprint like 40 yards to get it. And then boop, started again. It's like, Oh shoot. Yep. I'm yep. not good enough. I was sprinting like 20 yards and something. So now that yeah, you have to be important. able to sprint multiple times, but you also have to make sure that you're able to sprint longer distances because typically that's when you get injured. Mm-hmm. Um, what I've seen, especially late doing game when people do like a 40-yard sprint and then at the end of the sprint, oh, you see it and they start touching the back of their thigh. Yeah. And yeah, I'm starting to really like this rubber band analogy. I might use it more. But so imagine, you know, you, you have that rubber band. It's 100% fix and you're like this rubber band's perfect let me time to put it in the test let me do a sprint or let me shoot my rubber band and you fling it back and then boom it goes say 50 feet and then you walk out you're like that rubber band's perfect right in reality you're not there yet because do you trust that rubber band to be Mm. shot 50 times in a row do you trust that rubber band to be shot 100 feet instead of 50 these are the things you got to track and think about when you're returning to sprinting in the context of returning to soccer training. Yeah, man. I've seen, I've seen, I, I mean, people made that mistake. I made that mistake too. We're just going back too soon. Without actually properly, without actually knowing that my hamstring can handle multiple sprints. Man, yeah. you're playing a 90-minute game. So you're going to sprint multiple times. If you, if you want to know that you're ready to get back into team training, you have to prove to, I guess, to the physio that you can handle, like, multiple sprints in a row without, without, with no problem. Yeah, and as you go back to team training, um, one of the ways you can actually prevent having a, a reoccurrence or even an initial incidence of a hamstring injury is to make sure you're sprinting on a regular basis. Because let's say when you're, when you're in training, you do a lot of short-sided games, small-sided games, a lot of passing, a lot of short, close technical work. You're, the only really time you get to 100% speed is when you're playing in a match. So mm-hmm. that low, that exposure isn't very regular. If you're doing something on a regular basis, your body will be used to it and you'll less likely get injured from doing a sprint if you're doing it twice a week during training and during your matches. Mm-hmm. Now, there is, um, you also have to talk about the component of, well, I guess we, we got into the prevention part right now, right? Where um, get players to accustom to doing a, like, a, like a once a week sprint training so that their body can adapt to sprinting. Um, but it's not the only way, though, to um, make your uh, hamstring adapt to those, those repeated lengthening uh, movement. You know, there is, um, I guess, the, 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 the research that I've seen, I think it's a research right, team cabin. Maybe I'm, I'm maybe I might be wrong. Um, but they found out that eccentric training, like if you do Nordic, like doing Nordic like once or twice a week, throughout the season actually have been proven to 
reduce hamstring injury. I forgot by the number, but it was like very, very significant. Yeah, it, I believe it was at, don't quote me, it was at least 30, maybe 40, possibly 50. Per, it was a crazy percentage. It was crazy, but that's a high percentage when it comes to like reducing occurrence of hamstring injury. So, you know, if you if you're a soccer player, make if you if you're not able to sprint, have a, like a sprinting training session because your schedule is packed, you can always, you know, put those those Nordic Nordic hamstring exercise in. Yeah. So you do your sprints, you do your Nordics, you do your strength training on a regular basis, all three of those, and you will lower your risk of hamstring injury. It is Let me tell you something, man. Like the moment I started strength training two times a week, I've never had like a soccer injury. You know what? The moment never. I stopped sprint training on a regular inst- basis, I got a hamstring injury. Huh. <laughs> so I actually um, – uh, since I moved to Hoboken recently, I've been taking the path train to work sometimes. And I do, I do, I do Nordic. I do Nordic once a week. It's I not should. pleasant. I should, it's not pleasant. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it every time. It hurts. It doesn't feel great. But I, I put them on. If I, if I don't do them, I will do like a heavy, um, eccentric um, deadlift. Mm, that, that'll do it too. Yeah. And I mean, so, anyway, for the past um, like two months or so i've been pretty much sprinting to the the um the subway early in the morning of course with no warm-up um but one day i pulled my hamstring oh shit. and i was like dang this isn't good it was mild grade ones little you know you do some exercise after and most of the time you're good of course me bad patient i didn't do any of my exercises and every morning i had to run to the train and every morning it felt good at first. And then every mm-hmm. morning I'm about one block from the train station and boom, I feel it. There it is. Damn. And it, it goes to show that it's not an injury that will just go away. It's no, not it one that will also, once it stops hurting, it's good. And you really do have to adjust your lifestyle, your lifestyle too, because sleep is important. I wasn't sleeping well either. Oh, yes. That's when all of this healing happens when you're sleeping. Sleeping, man sleeping i that was a, it was a, a research or an article i read um where they're talking about a protein intake when you're injured and a certain amount of protein when you're injured actually speed up recovery because it helps with the healing especially with muscle strain injury i forgot if it was an article or research um but could be something to look into guys but anyway hamstring injury summary is when you get it Make sure you spend the first day or three just 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 resting. Put some ice on it. When you say resting, we 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 don't mean like what what we mean is don't do any like strenuous activity. You can walk if you're able to. Um, that's part of the resting as well. Put ice on it, but no running, no soccer, no nothing stupid. Lifting, nothing stupid. <laughs> that's what yeah. we mean. And we don't mean you have to stay in your bed and not move. No, you can take walks, put, you know, ice it, elevate, you know, keep the legs straight so so you maintain that length in, in that hamstring. So it doesn't like, you know, like shorten on you. Okay. Yep. Once you. 
All right. That's it for y'all. Yeah. We'll see y'all next week. Next week it is.